You are listening to the podcast of Frontline Ministries International. We pray you will be empowered as you listen to this week's message. the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords this morning. He is worthy of our praise. He is worthy. Lord, we just exalt you this morning, not just this morning, but every time of day and night. We thank you, Lord, that you are so active in our lives every day, every moment. We're so thankful for you, Lord. Through all of the twists and turns and the adventures of life, the things that we go through, that you are right there with us and in us. And you promise to never leave us or forsake us. You say it in the Old Testament. You say it in the New Testament. Jesus, you won't abandon us. You won't leave us as orphans. You'll come to us. But we are your sons and daughters. So we just want to give you high praise and adoration um, here and also online and overseas. Father, we want to glorify your name. We want to just express our love to you and just say we thank you. Like Andy was saying last week, we just come with thankful hearts grateful hearts, God. We're thankful. We thank you, Jesus, for everything you do and everything you are. We love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I praise your name. Thank you, Lord. Feel free to stand and move around. There's plenty of room. you, you alone are worthy of the glory, Lord, and every crown will ever wear. We lay it down, we bow our knees, we confess, you are Lord all by yourself. You reign alone upon your throne of righteousness.
Where there was no 
guys want to respond to the Lord right now, I just invite you to, to kneel with me. shame because of our guilt, Lord, because we were guilty, Lord. Father, you came towards us. Father, from the beginning of the Bible, Lord, when Adam and Eve hid from you, Father, you came and found them, Lord. You made a way for them to come back into relationship with you, Father. Lord, the same for us, Father came towards us, Lord, because you love us. Lord, we're in awe of you, and we lift you up on high, Father. Lord, not only did you come after us, Father, but you conquered sin and death, and Lord, you are living now in heaven, victorious over all. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. I want to read this passage from Romans 6 in the Passion Translation. It says, Could it be any clearer that our former identity is now and forever deprived of its power? For we were co-crucified with him to dismantle the stronghold of sin within us so that we would not continue to live one moment longer submitted to sin's power. Obviously, a dead person is incapable of sinning. And if we were co-crucified with the anointed one, we know that we will also share in the fullness of his life. And we know that since the anointed one has been raised from the dead, to die no more. His res resurrection life has vanquished death and its power over him is finished. For by his sacrifice, he died to sin's power once and for all, 
but he now lives continuously for the Lord's Father's pleasure. So let it be the same way with you. Since you are now joined with him, you must continually view yourselves as dead and unresponsive to sin's appeal while living daily for God's pleasure and union with Jesus, the anointed one. We get to live in union with him, connected to him. It says sin is a dethroned monarch, so you must no longer give it an opportunity to rule over your life, controlling how you live and compelling you to obey its desires and cravings. So then, refuse to answer its call to surrender your body as a tool for wickedness. Instead, passionately answer God's call to keep yielding your body to him as one who has now experienced resurrection life. You live now for his pleasure, ready to be used for his noble purpose. Remember this, sin will not conquer you, for God already has. Father, we're here, Lord, on our knees, saying yes. Father, do it in us, Lord. We surrender ourselves to you today, Father. We declare your victory, Father, over our hearts, Lord, over our lives, Father. Lord, we will passionately pursue you, Father. Turn away, Lord, from everything that you call sin, Father. We agree with you, and we look to you and say, yes, Lord. I'm running to you, Lord. Jesus, forgive me. And Father, fill me up. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just uh, lift our elements up to you today, Father. We get to join in communion, Father, and, and agree with everything, Lord, that we've been speaking out and, and crying out in our hearts, Father. Lord, we just receive your forgiveness, Father, by your blood. Lord, we receive your empowering by your blood to walk out daily life with you in victory. Yes, Lord. a long time on our knees but <laughs> amen he is worthy thank you guys we also have a team in brazil this morning and the lord is shaking things up there as we speak uh in in church services there etc and andy's going to come share more they're getting home on tuesday morning yay we're all looking forward to it <laughs> yes there is the the countdown that's the exciting part about the Lord gives us these opportunities to sow people from this fellowship back into the nations. And, you know, they haven't been there in Brazil since 2020. And then they were there right at the beginning, and then COVID happened, and then we haven't been back since. But they're just on the ground. And so I encourage you guys to check out the updates on our Facebook, on Instagram. There's all kinds of pictures. I mean, it, it, to me, I love how the Lord's heart is being poured out in that kids are getting touched in the favelas by the Spirit of the Lord. There's release, powerful releases of the anointing and the presence of the Lord in churches. And, and I think they're probably hitting, I think, 
today, I could be wrong, I think they're hitting like six different churches from Casa de Jesus and other different places from different people that are going. So really encourage you guys, check out the, uh, the, the website, the updates. And um, the, Ashley just texted me this morning. She's like, hey, I might be sending some healing videos this way. They even had some uh, healings this morning in their service that obviously I'm still waiting to get the update on to share with you guys. But knowing that uh, when the team comes back in Tuesday and then also sharing next Sunday that there's just going to be a, a release of the fire of the presence of the Lord. So encourage you guys to expect that. And so, Lord, in Jesus' name, Father, right now we just lift up. Father, the Brazil team, we thank you, Lord. Father, for safety and protection, Father, over them, over their travels back. Father, in Jesus' name, that there would be no delays, Father, nothing. Lord, inclement weather, anything that would prevent them, Father, from returning safely. But, Father, we thank you, Lord, for their safety and protection today. Lord, even as they travel, Lord, to different Lord, churches, Lord, to release your presence, Father, later on today, tonight, Father, and, and what you have, Father, planned, Father, for them for the rest of this trip. Lord, we just release your presence over them, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the impact that they've had in the nations, Lord. And in Jesus' name, we are, we are so excited to hear, Father, the good reports, Lord, that they're going to be bringing in of the testimonies, Lord, of your fire and your presence, Father, in the nation of Brazil. Lord, we thank you, Father, for that. In Jesus' name, amen. And just to encourage you guys as well, Pastor, uh, Pastor Jose is still here. He's still in the United States. I believe he's headed back to Mozambique on December, I believe, 4th or 5th. And he'll be back in this neck of the woods, I think, at the end of next week. So obviously we're still praying and supporting him in whatever way that we can. So just kind of have that on your radar for expecting more release from Mozambique to our body as well. And here's Carly with some awesome announcements. Yeah, good morning, everybody. If this is your first time here with us at Frontline, we just want to welcome you and say we're so glad that you're here joining us today. I uh, just want to highlight some upcoming events as, um, well, first of all, on December 2nd, because we're already almost at the end of November, which is crazy. On December 2nd, we have our monthly First Friday Outreach in downtown Canton. And before that, we'll actually be having our Daniel class, which is a time of prophetic teaching and training. So you're welcome to join us here for that. And then on uh, Sunday, December 4th, we'll be having our Christmas cookie outreach, uh, which we go into a community in Canton and we hand out cookies, we do door-to-door -door caroling, and we also offer prayer. We've seen many people uh, get healed, get saved through that outreach, so we're so excited about that. And then that evening at a church down there, uh, will Pastor Jose, who's our ministry partner in Mozambique, Africa, uh, will be speaking there. So we invite you to be a part of that. And then the last but certainly not least thing is on Saturday, December 10th is our Gift of Christmas outreach. Yes, I'm so excited. Gift of Christmas is one of my favorite days of the entire year. And it's an outreach that we do every year to the local Stark County homeless shelter residents. We take them Christmas shopping with donated funds. We bring them back here, provide an amazing, delicious holiday dinner. And we have a clothing closet that they can go through. So we encourage you to start going through your closet. And if you have nice, lightly used things that you 
just don't wear very often, uh, feel free to start bringing those in and we'll set up one of the rooms uh, for donated clothing that the people can go and choose from. And then we do a beautiful evening program where there's drama and dance and we share the gospel and give people an opportunity to give their lives to Jesus because we know that that is truly what this season is all about. And it's just so beautiful and so wonderful. So many people are, are always touched and impacted by God's love throughout the day. So we invite you to join us for that. Uh, we need volunteers to help us throughout the day in lots of ways. So there's a sign-up sheet in the foyer. There's also a sign-up sheet for the Christmas caroling outreach and for lots of other December events. So feel free to check those out before you head out today. Bless you guys. Children are released. Get out of here. Get out of here, kids. <laughs> Come on so you can go to class. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, the speaker is not me. That's Jamie. So um, <laughs> um, so we just want to pray for her as she gets ready to share. So if we can stretch out our hands to her. Lord, we just thank you, Father, for the word that you've given Jamie, Father, as she just um, releases it this morning, what you have, Lord, what's on your heart, Father. <clears throat> we thank you, Lord, that you are on the move as we were singing about. And we just um, thank you, Lord, that you will um, speak to us this morning, that our hearts would be open to receive and to be convicted and challenged and changed, Lord, and also to be recipients of your divine love and power. Father, as we then are releasers to the world of your love and power. So we just bless her. We thank you, Lord, for strength and for just um, <clears throat> wisdom and clarity, Father, and that your word would just go forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. How are you all doing this morning? Good. Um, I'm just going to take a quick sip of water. Um. Yes, Lord. Well, I will say I like how we started things off this morning <laughs> in worship and then on our knees. <laughs> so that is, I'm so happy. Um, and I think Jesus is so glorified and so pleased and so moved by our hearts when we posture ourselves that way before him. As Mike said, I, I am not the pastor here. <laughs> um, but you heard that our team is overseas. They've been there since November 9th, I think they left. And so um, we've been going to Brazil for many, many, many years. We've been going all over the world on many different missions um, in many different countries. And so I'm just humbled that I get to be up here in place of that um, just to share just what's on my heart, what I believe is on the Lord's heart for us. And so um, just want to invite you, Holy Spirit, continue to invite you, Holy Spirit, into this place. And um, Father, we just, we do posture ourselves before you. Lord, on our knees, crying out to you, Lord. And Father, we just ask that you would birth on the inside of us a deeper hunger for you. A deep, deep, deep hunger for you, Jesus. 
Lord, we ask that you would have your way, that you would move and without measure, that you would pour yourself out without measure, Lord. We want all of you this morning. We want to hear your voice so clearly this morning. We just come before you, Lord, and we say yes, yes to the holy invitation that you give us to come close, to come close, to come close to you, to see your eyes, to hear your voice, to know your ways, and to know what your perfect and good will is for our lives and for the nations of the earth, Lord. So I just thank you for each person in here this morning, Lord. I pray that you'd bless them. I pray that you would just continue to open their hearts up even more, even more than, than when they walked into this place, Father. Lord, that they would just sit here right now in the stillness, right now in the stillness, and just say, Lord, I desire to hear your voice. I want to hunger after you. Speak to me. Change me. Any way that you want, Lord, I'm yours. A hundred percent, I'm yours. I'm yours, Jesus. I'm yours, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Be exalted, Lord. Be exalted, Lord. Be exalted in our midst, Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you for your blood, Lord. I thank you for the, the power of your blood, Lord, working and moving as we sit in your presence, Lord, as we trust you for things that we've been contending for, I just thank you for your precious blood that's been spilled out. Our great Passover lamb, our great Passover lamb, your blood has been spilled, Lord, for us to come into perfect union with you, to come in where there was a separation before you say, now I have made a way. Where there was no way, I have made a way. Step into it this morning. Step into it this morning. I made a way for you. I've made a way for you by the blood that I spilt on the cross. And when I rose from the grave, that miraculous breath that changed history, step into that, beloved. Step into that, beloved. Step into what I have purchased for you. Step into your redemption. Step into your deliverance. Step into your, to your healing this morning. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for your grace, Lord. I thank you for your grace, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Keep coming, Holy Spirit. Let's keep coming, Holy Spirit. Keep coming, Holy Spirit. We're hungry for you, Lord. We're hungry for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We present ourselves before you as a living sacrifice. We present our bodies to you, Lord. We present our minds to you. 
We present our soul to you, Lord. That it would be holy and pleasing to you, Jesus. That we would no longer conform to this world, Lord, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We present ourselves to you. We present ourselves to you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy One. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jesus. It's okay, beloved, just to be in his presence for a moment and wait like this. There's nothing wrong with this. Just allow the Lord to still your heart and distill your racing thoughts and just be in his presence. Thank you, Holy One. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that it's in this place, in this place of holy surrender that you show yourself strong. Your eyes are looking to and fro all across the earth, looking for a heart, looking for at least one whose heart is fully yours that you would show yourself strongly and you would support that one. And if that's you this morning, you just tell him, that's me. That's me, Jesus. I want to be all in, all in. Holding nothing back. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> all in. All in in our marriages. All in with our children. All in with our jobs, our careers. For you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. As we just stay in that attitude of holy surrender and worship before him, you can open up your Bibles to Matthew 25. Thank you, Lord. so wonderful that communion with him just it doesn't stop we're transitioning to reading the written word of God but communion with him doesn't stop just the flow of his spirit that's so sweet and so good I just thank you Lord Thank you, Lord. 
And here in Matthew 25, there's, there's two places in here that um, we're going to be going through a couple different passages. And as I was um, asking the Lord, what, what would you, what is your message? What's your message for us right now? I'm just, it's like we're all here as a family, and they decided to give me the microphone. So I'm like, well, Lord, what's, what's your message? Because I'm excited about a lot of different things, and, but what do you want to speak to all of us, including myself? What do you want to share with us? What do you want to stir up in us, and what do you want to encourage us in? And so just that, that scripture in Second Chronicles 69 that I mentioned with the eyes of the Lord searching to and fro and looking for the one whose heart is fully his so that he can show himself strongly. Um, that's, that's what I believe his heart is. And I believe that he's kind of how things started off this morning and, and the Holy Spirit's already speaking. He's already releasing his message to us to present ourselves before him, to kneel before him and posture our hearts in a, in a way, in a place where we are saying, Lord, I, I give you everything. I give you my life. I give you my heart. I give you my time. I give you my resources. I give you everything that you've given to me. I give back to you. And so um, I've just been reading over some of these passages, and I'd like to go through them together. Um, and just starting here at Matthew 25, and many, you've heard these before, but Let's just see what Holy Spirit um, speaks to us. And I'm reading out of the NASB. Um, So then the kingdom of heaven will be comparable to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five of them were prudent. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the prudent took oil and flasks along with their lamps. Now, while the bridegroom was delaying, they all got drowsy and began to sleep. But at midnight, there was a shout, Behold the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the prudent, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the prudent answered, No, there will not be enough for us and you too. Go instead to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they were going away to make the purchase, The bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast, and the door was shut. Later, the other virgins also came, saying, Lord, Lord, open up for us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Be on the alert then, for you do not know the day nor the hour. And before we go into the parable of the talents, there was a word that I always like, looking at some of these words in different translations and then what's the what's the meaning of it? What's the definition of it? And when I looked at prudent, um, the definition of that is, at least one definition, is, it is showing care and thought for the future. So in one sense, the virgins who were awaiting the bridegroom, there was, there was a, a wedding date. Um, and they didn't know when it would be, but they knew that they were supposed to wait. They knew that something was going to happen. And so out of the 10, five of them were thinking, they were pondering, they were, they were caring about what was going to take place and they were looking toward the future. 
and saying, I, I have to be ready. I, I need to be on the alert. I need to watch because he will come at any moment. And whatever I'm doing with my life, it has to be aligned with him coming so that when he comes, I can follow him and follow him into that wedding feast because this is what I'm created for. Five of them were also in that same group and they also had those lanterns. And at the time, their lamps were lit, but when they fell asleep, they, they ran out and, and their, their lamps had dimmed and then they needed oil. And so I, look, I like to look at the difference between the two of those and ask myself, which, which one of those, honestly, Lord, do I, do I line up with? I know in the, in the grand scheme of things, the bigger picture that my heart is for sure to be, Lord, I know you're coming back and I want to be ready. But at the same time, I believe the Lord's asking us, and what part of your life and what part of your ambitions and your dreams and, and the gifts and the talents that I've given you, how are you waiting for me? How are you looking for my arrival? How are you setting yourself up for my, for my, for my coming? So that when, when the shout comes, behold, the bridegroom comes, where will you be standing? Where will you be? And so the, Jesus, in this, he's talking in so many parables in all of the, in this chapter, in the chapter before this, he's sharing parables and he's talking about um, the kingdom of heaven. And this next one, he goes on and he says a little bit more. He says, for it is just like a man about to go on a journey who called his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one each according to his own ability. And then the master went on his journey. Immediately, immediately, the one who had received the five talents went and traded with them and gave, gained five more talents. In the same manner, which would be immediately, he went and did something. The one who had received two talents gained two more. But he who received the one talent went away. And he dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. The one who had received the five talents came and brought five more talents, saying, Master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I gained five more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter the joy of your master. Also, the one who would receive two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I've gained two more talents. His master said, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And then the one who had received the one talent, came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you didn't sow, gathering where you didn't scatter seed, and I was afraid and went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. But his master answered and said to him, You wicked, lazy slave, you knew that I reap where I did not sow, and you knew that I gather where I didn't get scatter seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank. And on my arrival, I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore, take away the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. 
And Jesus goes on to say, for to everyone who has, more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have will be taken away. Throw out the worthless slave into the outer darkness, and in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So there's a lot of ways to look at this specific passage, but the one thing that the Lord was showing me and the one thing the Lord was highlighting to me is that the first thing that he says to him, he says, he first, you're lazy. His first response to the others were, you're faithful. You did something. When I gave you, you something, you did something with it, and it multiplied. And then the other one, you know, he, he identifies him as a, a lazy slave. And then he says, you knew, you knew, you knew that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I scattered no seed. And, he, and yet you, you did nothing. You took no risk. You, you didn't carry out that which I released to you. You, would, you could have put it here and you would have gained it back with interest and given it back to me. But here you've returned what I, what I entrusted you with, what I entrusted you to steward, what I entrusted you to carry out. And so and he goes on and he says um, what the result would be for that, that, that slave. And so I just believe that um, for us, for us in this place, you know, where we are with the Lord and what he's given us and, and what, what he's released to us, he's asking us that question. Are you, are you stewarding what I've given to you? Are you sowing, are you using what I've given you and sowing it into the kingdom? Are you sowing it so that it can multiply? Are you sowing it so that my, for the great harvest? Are you sowing it for my, for my return? Are you looking toward the future? Are your thoughts fixed on my coming? Are you seeing that there's a bridegroom that's returning for a bride? And are you waiting? Are you preparing yourself? Are you ready? Are you positioning yourself before me and on your knees and saying, I surrender everything. I give everything to you, Lord. Whatever you give to me, Whatever you give to me, time, resources, money, um, gifts, literal gifts, not like tangible things, you know, you have in your hand, but literal gifts. I mean, I think about my life and I think about the people that I, my friends and my family, I'm like, oh my gosh, the creativity of God, the, the majesty of God displayed in every human being, what he's given us and what he's placed on the inside of us. He wants to water and grow and multiply for the nations of the earth. That's his desire, that what he's placed on the inside of us, what he's given us, he's saying, I want to multiply that. I want to multiply, but I don't want you to go off on your own and, and do your own thing and, and figure, oh, this must be the Lord because this, this makes me feel good. He says, I want, I want you to pull yourself into me, pull yourself into me and see what I'm saying for those things, what I'm saying about those, those gifts that I release to you. And so if we go to Luke chapter 14, and this is in chapter 25 to 35, um, Ah, here we are. So this is the disciples. Um, here we go. So this takes a little bit further um, just with that idea of what the Lord entrusts us when he entrusts us even with himself, which would be the ultimate gift, the gift of salvation, the gift of his, our, the son Jesus Christ, and the gift of the Holy Spirit living in our lives. That would be the, the highest ultimate thing that we steward and we carry in our lives, that great communion that we have with him. And so here Jesus um, 
Jesus has a bunch of crowds following him because he goes around and he's healing people. He, he raised the dead. He does all these miraculous, breathtaking things that are just like, whoa, and then this oppressive culture with, with this oppressive empire that's ruling over them. And these Jewish people are just like, what is going on? This guy that's on the scene, is, is he the one that's come? And then he has a few people that he has some that are speculating. He has some that are following him because there's a lot of needy people, but they're also waiting for this Messiah that's supposed to come. And then he has that small group that's with him that he chose to follow him, to learn of his ways and to, and to model after him. And so he has a large crowd. This is in verse 45. Now large crowds were going along with him. And he turned and he said to them, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. So let's stop right there. I remember when I first read that a long time ago, and I'm like, what am I supposed to hate people? So the Lord is not talking about hostility. He's talking about the willingness, he's talking about having a higher love, a higher devotion, a higher affection, and a higher commitment to Jesus Christ above and before anything else. If you're not willing to leave those things behind, if you're not willing to even sacrifice your own life, you cannot be my disciple. In verse 27, whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which one of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who observe it begin to ridicule him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, when he sets out to meet another king in battle, will not first sit down and consider whether he is strong enough with 10,000 men to encounter the one coming against him with 20,000. Or else while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and asks for the terms of peace. So then none of you can be my disciple who does not give up all his own possessions. Therefore, salt is good, but if even salt has become tasteless, with what will it be seasoned? It is useless either for the soil for the, or for the manure pile. It is thrown out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And there was another word that um, stuck out to me in verse, I think it's verse 35, where it says, it is useless either for the soil or for the manure well. No, wait, no, no, no. So therefore, okay, this is another version. I think it's uh, ESV. So therefore, if any of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple, abandon, surrender, give up, anything, anything that the Lord, that you might be holding on to, the Lord says, you can't be my disciple. You can't follow me. And one thing that I've, I've been thinking a lot about, especially, especially through this year, and I know that many different people have walked through many different things, but I just, I always find myself circling back to one thing. And it's like, Jesus, can, I, can it just be simple? And I, and I actually laughed. I'll say what I'm going to say after I say this. The one Tuesday night where pastors just say was, um, uh, 
preaching about Hannah, I believe that it was a, we have a pastor friend here from Mozambique who's um, traveling around and um, preaching and sharing, and he's just a wonderful man and man of God and pastor. And so he was sharing, and one of the things he said was, oh, if you think that is your, it is a field of flowers, and you are going to go preach the gospel and evangelize, oh, no, 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 it is not like that. And so I was like, dang it, I thought it was supposed to be like that. I would love to just like leave everything behind and go and follow him and just preach the gospel. Um, but then again, I look at Pastor Jose's life, and I think about that man who is literally given everything and he's suffered much and he has sacrificed much and he is seeing a nation rise up and take their place in these end times to see the glory of God come to see people come from the highways and the byways to be to be um, transformed by Jesus Christ to be transformed in a, in a soccer academy where kids are off the streets and they're at risk and they're coming in to learn some soccer and learn the word of God and raise up as men and women of, of God to go and preach the gospel as well. Well, I probably, I bet you, I not bet you, I just know this from, from a personal place that he, he sacrifices much and it's, it's not so simple all the time. Well, it's simple, the simple life of loving Jesus, but there's much that he walks through. There's a lot that he has, has tarried in the spirit and has prayed and has, and has watched the Lord provide in situations where he had absolutely nothing. A simple African man from the streets and, and as, a, as a teenager and found himself in so many really yucky situations, he didn't know the Lord, and then he's transformed by the love of God, and everything is turned around, and the woman that he marries is transformed, and they're raising up a, a little worshiper and, and another young man of God, and he's just starting all these little things that I just watch. I've watched him. I've um, been with Frontline for over six, a little over 16 years, and I've watched for all this time from like little to nothing to so much. But when he was entrusted with one thing, he did something with it. And if it failed, he did something else. And he went out and he did it again and he trusted the Lord and he prayed and he watched and he did and the Lord gave and he went and he sowed and it, something might have happened and he went back and the Lord gave. And this multiplication after multiplication would happen. I would go back to Mozambique every year. One year it was pineapple that was just flooding this, this whole field and we're eating pineapple. We're like, he's, it's a pineapple project and it's for the glory of God. And, and then you go back another year and he's building benches and tables and he's bringing people in, giving them jobs, teaching them the word of God. And then the next year after that, you see he's having this uh, a soccer academy and you see the brick that's starting to build around this, this area and in this little wall and you're and and as the person that's just coming in every year you're you don't get the full picture but if you've been there from the beginning and you're watching you're just like this something is happening here the lord's entrusted him with much and the lord is multiplying for him and then the year after that you see that those few bricks from the ground that that little uh the foundation thank you I was looking for the word it's a foundation and that that foundation becomes a high tall church 
on the side of a highway where everybody's passing by, everybody going in and out of Mozambique wondering what on earth is happening there in the middle of Africa. This fine looking building, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can grab a newsletter, um, but it talks all about it before you leave, about this amazing thing that the Lord is doing and the doors that are put on and the windows. That this You might think that this is simple stuff. This can happen in a day in America, but in Africa, it takes a while to do. And it takes great, great um, love for Jesus to see him, to see the Lord through, for the Lord to see him through. And, and a, a lot of waiting and a lot of trusting, especially when things would fall over and because you're, only, you're not working with huge cranes and you know, that sort of stuff and you're, you're working with very little, but with very little, the Lord is doing much with that because he's faithful with it. And, and then you know our team got to go there this past um, March, February, March, and they walk in and there's government officials there that are recognizing this place for what it is. They're recognizing that there's a soccer academy that's being built. This is one of the poorest nations in the world and they, it's wreaked so much havoc and civil war and a lot, of, a lot of things happening in the North even with terrorism and insurgency and so many people have been displaced and yet the Lord is on the move. The Lord is on the move there and this same African, simple African man says, what's next, Lord? And he's starting something else probably because he just sees with the eyes of Jesus what's possible. What, what can the Lord do? What, what can he give me so that it can be multiplied so that I can raise up other sons and daughters? And so it's such a privilege and it's such an honor to witness that, but not only witness that and say like, Lord, why, why am I here? Why am I part of that? Why, why did you choose me to come up and be a part of this this place to, to invest and to partner with something so grand and so big. And the, and the Lord is just like, I, I'm looking for lovers. I'm looking, my eyes are searching to and fro. And I'm looking for the ones whose hearts are fully mine so I can show myself strongly. And I remember, I remember when I walked through those doors back there for the first time over 16 years ago, I remember thinking, or when I came in, I wasn't looking for a place to, I was just a high schooler. So it's not like I've been through much. I was a teenager coming in and I wasn't looking for rest. I wasn't looking for provision. I wasn't looking for a miracle or deliverance or healing or anything. I was looking for a place to burn. And so when I walked in here and I saw this burning place with burning people that walked their talk and they, and they literally, you know, everything that they said, they did everything that they preached. They were, and they were faithful people that, that had little, and the red, the orange sea, you know, in here has turned into a magnificent gray ocean. Um, but it looks better than it did before, so. Um, and I'm not talking about that. This is just small things, you know. But it's just staying in that place of gratitude that Andy spoke about, that gratitude that leads you to a place of what, what else is there, Lord? What more are you going to do? How can I step in? What are you entrusting me with? How can I give? How can I serve? How can I bless? How can I give of my time? And so the Lord is looking for the ones that, that take away the few, the things that he does give so that you come back because, and, and you're, you do something with it. Let's go to Matthew 10. Um, I think this is just a, a two verses, quick verses. Matthew 10 in verses 37 through 39. Okay. Oh, this is just, 
Mm -hmm. And this is just another place where it says, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. He who has found his life will lose it. And he who has lost his life for my sake will find it. I love that. And I, and I, what I wanted to say about that coming in and just looking for a place to burn, I did not know that there was a group of people that, that could burn like that, that could really... That really meant that when they when they worshipped, I'm not just talking about frontline and lifting like you know elevating frontline. It's not about that. It's just a, there's many many companies and groups of people all over the world. Thank God there is one in Madison, Ohio that I found that the Lord led me to. So that's what I'm talking about. But I didn't know the, where I was coming from. I didn't know that you could that that you had permission to burn like that that you have permission to really want to do give your life to Jesus and not care about you know anything that anything else other than him loving him and and giving him everything and worshiping him with all abandonment worshiping him in spirit and in truth I didn't know, and the more that I, the more that I stayed, and I and I linked and clung myself to to those that were after the Lord's heart, the ones that His eyes had found, whose hearts were wholeheartedly His, and that He was showing Himself strong. The more that I'm like, yes, Jesus, and it, and and then, and then you get married, and then you have children, and then that season of life where you're like, well, I was by myself doing that, and and that was really nice, Lord, and. Um, I could go anywhere I wanted to, any time I wanted, and it's it was great. And and then the Lord adds on, and He blesses for sure. I'm not saying that it was bad, Mike, but but it adds another dynamic uh, uh, to things. <laughs> but thankfully, the man I married also loved G Jesus with all of his heart, soul, mind, and strength. I'm glad I didn't settle for anything less other than somebody that also shared the same heart. So it's very hard living in our house because anytime an opportunity comes up to get on the streets or go on a mission trip, we have to fight over it and be like, who's going? Who's gonna who's going this time? But so I'm just I'm grateful for that. But it does add another dynamic and then you become a mom and you have to make sure they're stay alive and that they're fed and that you know that there's food on the table and that your refrigerator is filled and that there's a warm place for them to sleep at night and so um you add all of that and that's just very simple i know that there's many many other things other people walk through i'm just i'm just speaking plainly here about you know how life is enlarged and you still say lord so what about that 17 year old girl that that wanted to burn for you, that wanted to go to the nations, that wanted to give her life completely to you. And he, and he, time after time, he brings me back to the same place. Nothing's changed, sweetie. I've not changed, and you've not changed. You go with your family. You go with your husband. You go with your children. You model for them. And so the hugest blessing that I, I didn't realize way back then is that now I'm seeing little fireballs in my house and like little little people that are sometimes when you just want to have a little moment and you're, you know, kind of processing through something, a little prophetic girl on the <laughs> On the other side of the house starts singing something that you're supposed to hear about. But the Lord is good and Jesus, he doesn't waste time. And oh, he protects us. You don't have 
to worry. <laughs> and I'm like, how does she know these things and why does she do this? But I'm so grateful and I'm so glad and and I know that this is this is multiplying in the families in this place. And and here, you know, our own son, he goes into he goes into a public school and he's only eight years old and he starts asking God on the play, playground. And this is these are his words. Give me somebody easy, God. Give me somebody easy. And that's that's his way of saying, give me somebody that will listen to me because I want to talk to them about God. I want to share with them about who Jesus is. And he's navigating through that and what that looks like. And so it's, it's really fun because Mike and I, neither one of us started out that way because our parents got saved later in life. But what a joy it's been to be able to start our kids out before the womb. And as they come out, like, this is who you are. In fact, we're going to name you these things so you don't forget who you belong to and, and who's you, who you need to serve for the rest of your life. Amen. Um, so think about that. If you're going to have kids, name them well um, so they'll never forget it. So that's for all of us. That's the same fire. That's, that's, that's what he wants to increase in all of us and say, the, bur the fire is there for you. What, you. what you, the things that I placed on the inside of your heart, the dreams and the things, he says, pull into me, pull into the company of people that I've, I've placed you in and watch me just fan that flame. Watch what I do. Watch how I multiply. But be faithful with, with the little that I give you and watch me give you more. Because to whom much is given, much is required. And in um, Matthew 10, did we go there yet? Oh, yes, we already did. Matthew 13, um, verses 45 and 46. I don't know if this is just one that I was going to refer to or not. So let me just see where we are here. 45 and 5, oh, yes. And this, this is what I was talking about earlier. When this is Jesus, he gives all sorts of parables about the kingdom of heaven and what it's likened to. And, and here there's just this short little two verses where he says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking fine pearls. And upon finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and he bought it. And so that pearl of great price, Jesus himself is just asking are, are you giving everything? Are you, are you laying your whole life down? Are you presenting it to me? Are you presenting to me your, your children that, that do take time, that do take effort, that need your nurturing, but are you remembering that they belong to me and that you can entrust them with me and the things that of the vows of your youth, the things that you said when you were younger, the, the places you said you wanted to go, the ways you wanted to serve the king, do you know that's still possible, that you can still do that, that you can still run this race with your children? You can run this way, race with your marriage, with your eyes set on me, trusting me, trusting me for, for the, thing, the breakthrough that's needed, trusting me because I'm the faithful one. I'm the faithful one. Here's the one that gives us, who does give us little to steward. And he says, well, remember, I'm the faithful one that gives. I am the faithful one that gives. I'm the faithful one that gives. And so when I was looking through some of these verses and, and just seeking the Lord about, well, where, where do we go after this, Lord? Where, what do you want to do, do in our hearts? How do you want us to um, posture ourselves from here, from stirring ourselves up in remembrance in this way? And, and, and this morning was so beautiful. We were singing one of my, literally it's become one of my favorite songs about, 
all hail King Jesus. And it just, through those lyrics, it describes the, the death, the, the problem of sin, the death, the burial and resurrection of Jesus and how Jesus was on the move. Although it was the darkest day in history when these disciples, they were seeing that Jesus was taken away from them and yet three days later he was going to overcome. He was going to overcome the grave and, and then 40 days after that he was going to set them ablaze for the greatest adventure of their life where they would suffer much some of them would be martyred, some of them would be persecuted, but through it all, they were learning. They were learning to take his yoke upon himself because they learned from him. And all the parables and everything that he spoke, it would all make sense when they were watching the Jews come in multitudes into the kingdom of heaven. When they were watching Gentiles, the ones that weren't the, the chosen people come into the kingdom of heaven. And so um, let's turn to Acts 2. Real quick here. I know this is kind of in different passages, flipping back and forth. But the reason, this is the Lord's message. This is the Lord's word. This is what he's speaking to us. These are his reminders and his stirring by the spirit that he wants to bring about in our hearts, in our, in our lives, and, and for our faith to increase for the, for the, for the places that he's um, put us in in our lives with our family with our friends but he's just saying this is who I've called you to be and this is who I've called you to uh, walk as my people who are called by my name so in verse 2 this is after the day of Pentecost and Jesus had told his disciples things were about to get really really hot they were about to get really exciting and the disciples were about to be blown away by this amazing gift of the Holy Spirit that was going to be poured upon them that they needed. And when Jesus came the first time that he appeared back to them after he raised from the dead, he blew on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. And they became born again. And here you have the, the power of the Holy Spirit that would come upon them and over them and overtake them completely. And so they had to wait in this upper room and 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 tarry with the lord and and be together in one accord and so then it then it happened when the day of pentecost happened and suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind and i'm in verse two and it filled the whole house where they were sitting and there appeared to them tongues as of fire dis distributing themselves and they rested on each one of them and they were all filled with the holy spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Now there were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout, devout men from every nation. <laughs> this is so amazing. I don't, know if, I don't know if the disciples realized this, the timing of this. And the way the Lord set it up is because people were on his heart. And his chosen people were coming in. Devout people that, that walked righteously but they needed the gospel. They needed Jesus to, to make them clean. They needed the Passover lamb. And so here they are, the, the Holy Spirit falls, and all these people are coming from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the crowd came together, and they were bewildered because each one of them was hearing them speak in his own language. They were amazed and astonished, saying, why are not all these who are speaking, why are not all these are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we each hear them in our own language to which we were born? 
Parthians and Medes and Elamites, Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the districts of Libya around Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes. Cretans and Arabs, we hear them in our own tongue speaking of the mighty deeds of God. And they all continued in amazement and great perplexity, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others were mocking and saying they're full of sweet wine. And then here's Peter's moment. Peter's moment, the one who, you know, a month or month and a half, two months prior, denied Jesus. Here he stands and he says, he took his stand with the, the 11, raised his voice, and declared to them, Men of Judea, and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give heed to my words. For these men are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken of through the prophet Joel. So he uses this to, to draw them in, these devout Jewish people draws them into a place of understanding, begins to speak so they, so they can make the connection. And it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour forth of my spirit on all mankind. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, even on my bond slaves, both men and women. I will in those days pour forth of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will grant wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord shall come. And it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Men of Israel, listen to these words. Jesus the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders and signs which God performed through him in your midst, just as you yourselves know. This man delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. But God raised him up again, putting an end to the agony of death since it was impossible for him to be held in its power. For David says of him, I saw the Lord always in my presence, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue exalted. Moreover, my flesh also will live in hope, because you will not abandon my soul to Hades, nor allow your Holy One to undergo decay. You've made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. So more connection is made. And here he goes in. He starts with, with unpacking the gospel. Brethren, I may confidently say to you regarding the patriarch David that he both died and was buried and in his tomb with us to this day. And so because he was a prophet and knew that God had sworn to him with an oath to seat one of his descendants on his throne, he looked ahead and spoke of the resurrection of the Christ that he has neither abandoned to Hades nor did his flesh suffer decay. This Jesus God raised up again to which we are all witnesses. Therefore, having been exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured forth this which you had seen, with you both see and hear. 
For it was not David who ascended into heaven, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. And then when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brethren, what shall we do? Peter said to them, repent and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So they were pierced to the heart and the conviction came. They saw their need for the Messiah, the sent one from God, from heaven, the one that was promised, the one that was prophesied. They were pierced to the heart and they said, well, what should we do next? And Peter says, it's time to change. It's time to turn. Verse 39, for the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call to himself. And with many of the words, he solemnly testified and kept on exhorting them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. So then those who had received his word were baptized. And that day there were added about 3,000 souls. They were continually devout, devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common, and they began selling their property and possessions, and they were sharing them with all, as many might have need. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all, all the people. And, all, and the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were saved. I could read this, and I, in times, I like every single day I could read this and just just like marvel at how Jesus works, how Jesus set all of this up. And this was, this was the beginning of the church. This was the way the Lord intended it to be. This is how the Lord wanted to build up, you know, on Peter, right? He says, upon this, uh, what's the verse? Can you say it for me? Upon this rock, I will build my church. Yes, thank you. It's in Matthew. Um, and so he says, upon this, upon this rock, I will build my church. And on, on that place, from that day forward, they saw many people come to the Lord. Even their shadows would heal people that they were, they were passing by. And, and Jesus was inviting them all in, inviting them all into the marriage supper of the Lamb and inviting and saying, anybody who's far off, that, that includes the Gentiles, that includes you and me. And um, eventually Paul comes on the scene and God uses Paul to preach to the Gentiles that are beyond Israel. And he goes all over the place. And just to see that, Lord, the beginnings... And even, even going back to, you know, the beginnings where you, where you captured my heart, where you, you apprehended my heart, Lord, and you became my lover. You became the one that I wanted to follow. You became the one that I wanted to give my life to. He says that that same burn, that same fire, that same devotion, that same wholehearted love for me, the grace is there for you to walk in it. And he says, the things that you hold on to, the things that, are, that you, you just don't know how to, 
Well, how do I take a step forward? How can I, how can I do the things you've called me to? And he says, the things that are in front of you, just drop them and embrace me, embrace the plan that I have for your life. But it takes, it takes a person that says, I'm, I'm willing to give it all up to you. I'm willing if you say to do this. Because in those passages before that, the Lord wasn't saying, he was, he was when, even when he encountered the, the, the people, there were like three of them, and I can't remember which passage it is in, but there's, there's people that are saying, well, I want to follow you, but let me go do this first. Let me go say goodbye to my, my family. Or I want to I follow you, but let me go bury, bury my father. Or, I want to follow you, but I have all of these other things. And, and so there's this vacillating back and forth of like, well, I want to do this, but does it mean I need to get rid of that? Because I really don't want to let that go. And the Lord wasn't necessarily saying he where their hearts were at that time, he said, anybody who puts their hand to the plow and looks back cannot be my disciple. It's not worthy of following me. I need all of you. I need everything. I, need, I want your whole heart, your whole mind, all of your soul, and all of your strength for me so that you can then love your neighbor as yourself so that everywhere you go, you know, the Lord, the Lord entrusts you with people everywhere you go. He entrusts you with with strangers and he entrusts you with with your own family your own children your own marriage to say how how do i walk this out but it just takes one who says lord i give it to you show me what you want to do and he will be so faithful to that he'll be faithful to to because he knows what you need he knows when you need it and he knows how to do it and it's basically his his will his way but it's taking that step of I'm, I'm willing. So he's not necessarily telling you, you got to do this, you have to do that, you, but I'm just looking for a willing heart. I'm just looking for a heart that's, that's mine, that's completely mine, that's not looking back to those things around, well, what if or what about and what when. He just wants the one that's laying down and, and with gratitude, the gratitude that Andy spoke about. And I was texting Andy, I said, uh, I have this sticky note that just to help me remember when I sit down, you know, there in the office and I have gratitude, keeping your eyes on Jesus and, and remaining there, staying there with your eyes on Jesus. That's the lifestyle of gratitude. That's a life. And I need that reminder all the time of where we sing songs about Jesus giving up his life, shedding his blood for us, all of heaven's best for us. For all of us, all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength to give back to him. That's what it's for. And so every, every place where Jesus went, he, he was healing people. He was setting people free. He was showing them the way of the kingdom. He was showing them the will of his father. He was showing them what the father is like. He was challenging a lot of religious people that thought they had it, that knew nothing about intimacy. He was doing all of that. But in the midst of that, he was saying, come, follow me. He wanted followers. He wanted devoted lovers. He wanted people that would embrace him as the savior that they needed, the healer that they, that they, that they needed, the deliverer that they needed. He was looking for the ones that would see him for who he is and then follow him and take up, Jesus took up a cross and he, and he went to Calvary where he was nailed to it. But then he turned around and he, and he told his disciples before it even happened to him, he said, take up your cross deny yourself and follow me 
because that road was a road of shame and that road was a road of suffering and that road was where, you know, it, you know, the, they said, curse, curse is the tree or curse is the man that hangs on a tree like this. And it was, there's a whole, there's all symbol, symbolism behind that. But, but he says, take up your cross, deny yourself and follow me. And so I, I, in moments where it's difficult, in moments where it's hard, or moments where it's overwhelming, or, or moments where it's just like, I don't, not one more thing, Lord, or how can I do that when there's all these other things over here? And, but at the same time, there is such a joy, there is such a joy that I have when I, when I think about following Jesus. Could there be any better thing in life than to follow the one that has redeemed us, following the one that shed his blood for us so that we can be free of shame and guilt and condemnation, the very one that was nailed to that cross that said, you no longer have to be bound in chains, you no longer have to be depressed, you no longer have to be hopeless because your life can be hidden in me and be wrapped up in me wrapped up in the cross and so I I I think about those things and I was and as I was preparing for this morning I just believe the Lord was saying stir that up in people stir up in them the the heart to burn and 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 just what the Lord wants to do is is birth a deeper hunger for that to walk in that way to follow him with everything and that to give you permission, not I'm not giving you permission, he gives you permission to live like that, to live radically like that, to forsake everything if necessary, if necessary, but, but be willing, be willing so that if he says to do something like we read in the word, it says immediately, immediately, like the, ten, the talents that were given to them, they immediately took what they were given and they immediately sewed it into something so that it would multiply. They didn't wait. They didn't wonder. They weren't afraid of taking the risk. They didn't know if you know what's going to happen. They, they stepped into what, what had been released to them. And, and then, you know, the faithfulness of God, that's for us. And so... I just want to um, pray for us and, and for all of us to step into that, to that, that deep surrender, that great surrender before the Lord. I, you know, the Lord knows each of you, and he knows the, what's going on in each of your hearts, and he knows the things that you're crying out for, and he knows that place of closeness that you have with him. And so I believe that this morning he's going to... Um, go deeper and allow for you to to take a moment and 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 give some of those things to him and inquire of him to say lord so so about this in my life and about what you've given me over here i've thought about this i've thought about what could be possible or what would you know and the lord just says why don't you just lay it down why don't you just give it to me and just surrender and allow me to overtake you and to take you to that deep, deep place of intimacy with me. Deep place where he can birth that hunger and that longing and that desire on the inside of us. And that's just what I, what I sensed and felt for this morning to give you the opportunity um, to step into that. And I don't know if Carl maybe can jump on keys or mic on guitar, whichever works. But just to... to Come before the Lord in a new and fresh way. And, um, and also, what I also believe and felt for um, this morning, not knowing 
just not knowing anything, I just believe that if there's anybody here that has not fully given their life to Jesus, why don't we just all be on our feet, actually? Let's start that way. Let's just be on our feet. And um, so we're kind of moving our bodies, and it's kind of helpful. <laughs> but if there's anybody in this place, anyone here right now, where you, you haven't given your life to Jesus, you haven't fully surrendered everything to him, and you, you maybe throughout your life you grew up hearing about there being a savior to save you from your sins and to, and to free you, and, and maybe there were some steps that you took, but you didn't surrender yourself to him as Lord and savior of your life, Lord of your life the one who is in charge, where you leave everything else behind and, and you say, I don't want that old life. I don't want who I was. I want the one that, that you're created to be clean and brand new in your family. I want to be your daughter. I want to be your son. And if that's you this morning, um, just in your heart right now, to yourself, you can even just whisper to yourself, Jesus, I give my life to you. I bend my knee to you. I invite you to come in and to take over. I want you to be Lord of my heart, Lord of my life. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for paying the ultimate price. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. You did what I couldn't do. You gave me the gift of life through your son, Jesus. I receive that gift right now. I receive your gift of mercy. I receive your gift of forgiveness. Forgive me, Lord, for my sin. Forgive me of my pride. Forgive me of my rebellion, how I've ran away from you, I turned away from you. Forgive me. I receive your gift of love to wash and cleanse me right now. I receive you, Jesus. I receive you, Jesus, into my heart right now. I am your son. I am your daughter. And I run into your arms of love. I run into your arms of love. I run into your arms of love. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, let it be, Lord. Let it be, Lord, in Jesus' name. Everything that I worry about or anything that I'm going through, I give to you. I place into your hands. I trust you for the impossible. I trust you to provide for me. I trust you. I trust you to heal me. I trust you to restore relationships. I trust you to reconcile things in my life that have been broken and tarnished. I thank you for making me new again. I desire to walk in your ways. 
I desire to love you with all of my heart, my soul, and my mind, and my strength, and to love my neighbor as myself. I lay my life down for you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just pray, bless those precious ones, or even if there was just one, you prayed that out for the first time or, or again to renew their faith in you. I just bless them in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for the plans that you have to prosper them and the thoughts of peace that you have towards them. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that they are made brand new and that your marvelous light is shining over them right now in Jesus' name or over the, over the live stream, anybody listening that just prayed that out to totally surrender their lives to Jesus. Would you bless them, Lord? Would you overwhelm them with your goodness, Lord? Would you fill them with your spirit, Lord, in Jesus' name to do the works <laughs> that you did and even greater, Lord? to walk in your ways and never depart from them all the days of their life. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Just as the worship team starts to sing, song they have prepared just if you need to come forward great if you want to stay where you are that's great too but take a step it doesn't mean you haven't surrendered before that you're you're not just means you're responding to his invitation you're responding to the lover that's that's saying come closer come closer my beloved come on come closer to me Come meet with me. Come dine with me. Will you go where I go? Will you say what I say? Will you follow me? Will you love me with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength? Just do what you need to do to be with him right now and to encounter him. As we sing to him, as we worship to him, as we offer ourselves to him, fresh and anew this morning.
place right now. Just sing to him. Sing to him. Sing to your lover. Sing to the worthy one. Sing to the worthy one. Thank you, Lord, that you're just healing bodies right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you're touching, Father, those places that need heal right now in Jesus' name. Jesus name come now Lord come now reverse every place Lord God that's been played with sickness or chronic illness in the name of Jesus we command you to leave right now in Jesus name we thank you for your blood cleansing right now in Jesus name just keep singing to it just keep singing to him beloved with your eyes on him sing that ascribe we sing ascribe to the Lord what the time is that's all I'll say so if you do need to to move on to the next thing and be 
faithful to whatever commitments you have, you're more than welcome to leave. Just be blessed. Be blessed in Jesus' name. If you'd like to stay in his presence here, you're welcome to worship the Lord. If you'd like to receive prayer for anything, you're welcome to come to the front. going is if anyone has felt a touch from the Lord in their bodies just wave your hand or if the Lord just is moving can just raise your hand if at all if it's on the live stream praise the Lord you can always leave that in the in the comment section I just thank you Lord thank you for moving Holy Spirit thank you thank you Lord you're faithful Lord Bless the children, Father. Bless these precious ones that are being raised up in the kingdom of heaven, God. Thank you, Lord. Bless you in Jesus' name. And we'll see you on Tuesday at 7 p.m. for Fire and Wind. Our team will be back. I imagine many of them will be here at service, so always greet them with your love and Continue to pray for them and all that the Lord's doing in Brazil. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you need any additional information about Frontline Ministries International or Frontline Worship Center, you can visit us on the web at www.frontline-ministries.org or email us at info at frontline-ministries.org or you can contact us by phone at area code 330-837-8399.